I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 22 of Pardon My French. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny and I am your host live from Monaco. I took a break last week and boy that felt so good but I absolutely loved, loved, loved getting all your messages saying I missed your podcast on my drive to work, I missed your podcast on my walk today. That is just so humbling and so rewarding so I want to thank you for those messages. I took you along instead on my trip to Marrakesh uh, with Gilles. I took him on an early uh, birthday uh, present trip because his birthday was this week and we had a blast for four days in Marrakesh. You guys know that I want a fucking peacock. If you followed me on Instagram you know all about the peacock saga, saga and how he wouldn't buy me one um, but I haven't said my last word. I've already named my peacocks. I'm going to have a boy and a girl and I'm going, ha I'm going to have Cleopatra and Spartacus. Seriously, this is not a joke. I will have some peacocks in my garden soon, I promise. Um, that being said, this week's episode, I was supposed to actually have one of my superheroes, um, as I call them, of one of the superhero segment uh, but my uh, my girl Lauren actually couldn't do this week Lauren L-O-R-E-N House of Lauren blog is where I was featured on her blog but she is also one of those amazing silent success stories not a client just someone that I uh, you know supported a little bit over Instagram messaging and then I got to know her when she wrote the article about me um, but other than that, I really did not give her that much help. Um, she didn't hire me or anything like that. And she kind of turned her life around. She got close to being borderline, um, falling into having an eating disorder uh, and made a quick U-turn after giving birth and started listening to me for the better. Uh, so I hope Lauren will be able to make it for next week's episode. But this week... Uh, instead of having a monologue for another half hour, I'm just going to give um, 
all of our attention to my guest. Today on um, the podcast is Julie, Julie Lauren. Um, so you will hear how I came to invite Julie on my podcast, but today I'm inviting her as one of my experts. You guys know when I get so many questions from you on Instagram, I like to answer them. And when I feel like I am not the best fit or like I need a reinforcement uh, from an expert and not necessarily a professional expert, but someone who will be more fitted than I am to give advice or to chime in on the subject, then I'll bring that person on. So for example, you know, I brought my friend Dara Kay um, on the podcast when I wanted to speak about FDA regulations and you know, of course, we bullshitted a little bit about everything else, including her perfect hair. Um, but, you know, she came on and she was so, so, so knowledgeable about FDA regulations on supplements and foods like, like Simply Inulin. She talked to us about CBD oil and the fact that vitamin C is not FDA approved. And she was a perfect expert. She was knowledgeable. Um, speaking of which, if you have not heard, I was on two episodes, part one and two of Dara and Gwen's uh, podcast, A Pretty Electric. So I am going to link that in the show notes. If you have not heard those episodes, um, they actually literally broke the internet. Um, they were super, super popular. I love Gwen and Dara. They give me an amazing platform to tell my story on part one. And then it was a one-on-one -on -one with Dara, who's also my very, very good friend. Um, and it was all wellness and health. And, you know, we shared a lot of knowledge and, and, and value on part two. Uh, so go and check out the show notes of today's episode to go listen to those podcasts as well. Um, and that is not the only podcast that I'm going to be putting on the show notes because Julie Lauren, who's coming today on the podcast, um, is also uh, the one that's hosted me on her podcast, hashtag no filter. And this is how I actually discovered her. So let me tell you a little bit what happened and why I'm bringing Julie on. I got sidetracked. You guys know I get fucking sidetracked all the time. Um, I'm speaking of peacocks and all that shit, but you'll be hearing a lot about peacocks in the next episodes as well until I get them. Um, anyway, the way that I met Julie is because I started to follow um, someone by the name Jewel DeBee. And she was following me, I followed her and didn't know her really. And then she announced that she was on a podcast. Uh, and she said, I'm going to be on hashtag no filter podcast episode two. But before you hear the podcast episode two, uh, which will be in a few weeks or so, you have to eat to listen to part one. So I was curious. She was funny. She was dancing in her kitchen. She's cooking meatballs, shaking them the way I shake mine. I thought she was super funny. So I went and listened to her episode with Julie on hashtag no filter. And we will link of course, the podcast, so you can hear what I'm talking about. And Julie and I are going to share kind of what happened when I invited her on my podcast. But I listened to these women and it was like these two, literally these two fucking wackos. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. They will, I was like, I could sit with those women and pee in my pants. They're fucking crazy and psychopaths like me. 
they were funny, they were knowledgeable. I shook my head yes to a bunch of things they spoke about. I wanted to be there with them cracking up. I thought they were insane. I thought they didn't give a fuck. And Lauren, um, actually Julie, sorry, I had so many Laurens in my life and I love them all. But Julie Lawrence, that's her name. Julie was such a fantastic host. Her voice, which is something that is so important to me, you know that I've spoken about that before, where I tune into some podcasts that I absolutely love and sometimes the guests have a voice that make my cortisol level go up so I stop listening. Well, Julie had an amazing voice. So she had an amazing voice, an amazing presence, and there's something about her in this podcast episode that screamed, I absolutely couldn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And I thought to myself, this is someone that could answer the question that you guys constantly, constantly ask me and that I don't feel adequate answering. And I'll explain. When I post pictures such as my, la- my latest picture, smoking a cigar, um, I pretty much say, yeah, I'm in wellness and yeah, I smoke a cigar and yeah, some of you are going to find this so fucking controversial and you're going to say I'm a hypocrite and I couldn't give a flying fuck. And I will get messages from you guys saying, oh my God, I love how you don't actually give a fuck. I love it. I love that you don't give a fuck. How do you do it? And often I start writing to you and I say, well, if you had gone to prison for a year, your kids had been ripped away from you um, and you had been with criminals in medium to high security prison, you wouldn't give a fuck about very much when you get out, only what's really, really important. And then I erase the message and I never send it and I say, oh, I guess, you know, going through life and going through what I've been through, I just don't give a fuck. Uh, But I know that is not what people look for when they ask me these questions. They're asking for tips and they're asking for guidance and they're asking for something relatable. Like when I talk about health, when I talk about eating, when I talk about French etiquette, when I talk about the Talmud, which I'm reading right now, and I found that when it comes to not giving a fuck, I'm absolutely not the right person to ask because I've been to hell and back. And I know many people will say, well, I've been to hell and back. You know, there's not just prison that will have you go to hell and back. And I agree, but I feel like I'm not, I haven't had enough situations that are relatable to give an example how to pull through, through from them and start not giving a fuck. So when I heard Julie on her podcast, hashtag no filter, and I heard her with Jewel the Bee, I was like, this girl needs to come on my podcast and she needs to tell my audience what she has gone through because I can hear. Then you go, you follow her on Instagram and then you find out she has a matchmaking uh, business as well. Then you find out that this girl has gone through a lot And this is what got her to the point and the choice of actually not giving a fuck. And that's fucking healthy because the less you give give a fuck about what people think or about, about things that are not important, the more your cortisol levels will be low. So I was like, this is fantastic. So when I invited her on the podcast, at first she was super excited. 
um, she invited me on her podcast first and then and then she sent me another message and I, we say it on, on this story so I, I don't want to you know I don't want to reveal too much but the point was that she had second thoughts because she was like I'm listening to your podcast now and everything is about wellness and everything is about you know and I'm not that well-rounded when it comes to wellness and I said to her, well, don't you worry, because I think you're very well-rounded when it comes to mental health and that's wellness. And at that point, she just like shut up and was like, okay, I'll come on your podcast. So yesterday, when we recorded this segment uh, where she indulged me for over an hour and answered all of my questions, let me put her on the, on the spot. She was absolutely not prepared. I wanted it to sound like I just met a new friend that I... Um, really found relatable that I really connected with and that's really what happened with Julie I grew so fond of her so fast and you would think that's insane because if you followed me a few weeks ago you know I've been betrayed by a friend um, that I had gone close to and so you would think that I would you know be now very worried and having my guards up about getting close to someone again on Instagram but I pulled through and I learned so much from that first betrayal and I didn't let it set me back. And so when Julie and I started to chit chat and we started to know each other and I started to listen to her episodes because I wanted to be prepared. I wanted to know for sure what she was about. I really connected with her and I grew to actually love this girl, which is insane. And I was the type of person that when I used to get burned in a friendship, it would take me a really long time to open up to someone again. But I found that with time, when a friend burns me, and it's very easy to do it now on Instagram, you get close to people. And as fast as you get close, sometimes you get further or they disappoint you or they do something that's, you know, that's not acceptable. Um, the problem is with Instagram, with social media, with friendships, that the etiquette that, you know, you apply to it is very young. They're not, you know, traditional friendships. So there's a lot of faux pas that happen and these friendships that are broken. Um, but just like the circle of life, where life goes, life comes in, I found that when I get betrayed now, which is very scarce, doesn't happen very often, but it happened a few weeks ago, you know, this one went out and out of it came out a tribe of women that supported me, that taught me some of their wisdom to deal with the, with, you know, this hurt that I felt and new friendships uh, started getting stronger and built up into something really valuable and incredible and something I treasure. So long story short, Julie is on here and she shares a little bit of her journey and what got her to be the way that she is, which is giving a fuck about what really matters and giving no fucks absolutely about what really doesn't matter. And she teaches us how and I realized that at the end of the day, the fact that you may not have gone through something as drastic as what I went through or something as drastic as what she went through, you will be able to um, find something relatable in our conversation to apply to your life and maybe give a little bit less of a fuck and keep your cortisol levels low. So I hope you love this episode. I know that it's quite different from what we usually do, but I absolutely think 
that it does fit right in to the subject of wellness. So without further ado, here is Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Ingrid. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. We just finished recording your podcast. If we're, be- if we're being real about this, yeah. I said hi to you like I haven't spoken to you in two days, but we just it was a finished little recording note. your podcast. Yes, we just recorded yeah. for mine, and I'm so excited with how that came out. I cannot wait for everyone to hear it. I, I loved being on. Um, and I love the fact that both of our subjects are correlated because it's about wellness yep. in a way, mm-hmm. but they're very different. So what's great is that if people listen to us back to back, so, you know, hashtag no filter, which episode will it be? Do you know yet? Yes, it's going to, I mean, it's actually going to go up pretty soon. It's going to be episode 33. Okay. Or 34. So I guess I should know that. <laughs> Okay, so I guess the latest episode, because people will be listening, this is coming out tomorrow. Amazing, I might get mine up for tomorrow too. I want, yes, definitely, I can do that. Wow, we're giving people like freaking material for the weekend, that's (laughs) awesome. So either way, people that would listen to Hashtag No Filter episode 33 or 34, anyway, the the latest one you guys will be able to find, but you should listen to all the ones before because they're awesome too. Uh, We'll hear all of your amazing questions, which I loved because you're not in wellness. Correct. I am not. Even though I do... (laughs) <laughs> I do think you are a little bit in mental health, yes. but you know, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you, you cater a lot to that subject and that's why I wanted to bring you on, yeah. but it's mostly about my journey, wellness and, you know, the anti-diet mentality and how to be a little bit more French and chic in your mind and yes. count less calories and blah, blah, blah. And basically so, how to just be chic as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Be a fucking chic gangster. Yes. So that's what your episode with me where you, you know, kindly brought me on for is about. And I wanted to bring you on and anybody that listens to my episodes know that when I don't know or I don't feel like my answer to questions is enough for my audience, I'm going to bring someone that I feel can give a better incentive, a better answer or can reinforce what I say better than I can. And so I'm going to explain. I discovered you because I'm following Jewel Debbie. Yes. And any anyone that follows Jewel Debbie and discovers her for the first time finds out that she hasn't been on too many podcasts. Right. She's a presence. Uh, but she hasn't been on too many podcasts. But she, if she's been on one, she's been on Hashtag No Filter, mm-hmm. which was the, you have two episodes with her. But the first one is the one where I discovered really the both of you and I got to know who she is mm-hmm. and I got to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And when I listen to that episode, I listen to you and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this woman does not give a fuck. I love her. <laughs> you're, you're sweet. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. And so I did two things that day. I reached out to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like literally crushed. I have a crush on you. <laughs> I, you know, I love that episode. You do not give a fuck. You're my type of woman. <laughs> and the next thing I did was send a message to my friend Lauren 
and say, oh my fucking God, you have to listen to this girl. You have to listen to this episode. And then by that time, the second episode with Joel came out. Right. And I got Lauren on it. I'm like, they don't give a fuck. You need to go listen to them. I love it. <laughs> and now the four of us are going to all do like a podcast together or something. <laughs> yeah, we have to do like a round table yes. or something at some point. Uh, that will be a lot of no fucks given. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Because Lauren doesn't give a fuck either. Um, but but it's pretty rare. And it got me thinking that I wanted to bring you on because very often people write to me, you know, even when I posted the, the picture of me with the cigar yeah. and I said something to in the caption to the effect of, you know, people will think that when you're in wellness, you're not supposed to be smoking a cigar. Well, fuck you, something like that. <laughs> and to, and I often post post things like that. I'm a little bit obnoxious sometimes. And I realize it, that that's just who I am. And I, I decided to truly be who I am. So, you know, I can handle the people that don't like it. Right. And sometimes I do. But a lot of the messages were, oh, my God, you absolutely do not give a fuck. Teach us how to do that. Right. And my answer to that was, well, I've gone to prison. Right. So literally anything that's brought on in front of me is always going to be scaled and balanced out next to that horrible time in my life right I'm separated from my children from a year for a year I'm with you know dangerous criminals for a year everything that I've gone through and you kind of like put it against you know daily situations that next to that look completely stupid and right. don't matter right so it puts obviously I'm not gonna it puts things into yeah. perspective and ultimately you end up not giving a fuck. Right. So what am I telling people? You need to go to prison for a year to not give a fuck. <laughs> what am I teaching them? Right. Like, I don't know. This is why I don't give a fuck. And I'm sure that this is the reason why I've become the way that I am. Right. So what's the best thing I can do? I can bring someone who had a journey, not that you just don't give a fuck from the day you're right. born. You had a journey to get to that Correct. point. And bring you on as an expert on not giving a fuck and tell us how to get there. Right, right. Yeah, no, I love it. Because yeah, it is, it's all, you know, situational. Your story and your reason for not giving a fuck is because of your time in prison. Obviously, not everyone's going to have that exact story. And um, yeah, it's definitely, it takes time. I certainly was not born not giving a fuck. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you know what? And, you, and anybody that doesn't know you, like I didn't know you, and not that I'm pretending that we're besties, but I think we will but be we are. soon. <laughs> but we are, uh, because that's like the, you know, lightning fast, amazing thing about Instagram. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I do hear in your voice, in what you say, is that it took, it took something to get you to where you it are. It did. And yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I kind of want to go there with you wherever you will, you will allow yeah. it to go. Obviously, um, you didn't go to prison. No, I didn't. I, you know, I certainly give tips to people and, you know, help them kind of scale their emotions on things that are not important. It, I've, I've often said to people like, you know, look at something and wonder in one year from now, will this matter? Right. If, if the answer is no, then you shouldn't give a shit about it today. In five years from now, will this matter? Right. If the answer is no, then you shouldn't give a shit. But I mean, those are all standard advice. And the bottom line is I don't feel adequate. I don't feel expert enough because what brought me here today, not giving so much of a fuck, right. is that crazy experience that is not given, thank God, to you know most of the world. Right. So totally. first of all, Tell us who you are, what you do for a living. 
Yeah. And then I think I'm going to like lead you a little bit yeah. so you can explain to us the art of not of giving not a giving fuck. fuck. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So um, I'm, my name's Julie Lauren and I have a podcast as Ingrid said, and as, she, and she's on it uh, tomorrow, hashtag no filter. And the, I started the podcast a little over a year ago and I started it because I, I kind of, I just wanted to, you know, kind of lift the veil on more authentic, real, unfiltered, no bullshit conversations. And I think that wanting to do that stemmed from earlier in my life. So I moved, I've moved, I think 13 times now, I think 13. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I moved a lot of times. My, I'm, my dad's not in the army. I was, I was not an army rat. <laughs> he was in the radio industry, but we moved a lot. I went to three high schools and three different colleges. Um, I, I, it just, I guess it hasn't been the most quote unquote conventional, although what the fuck is conventional, but conventional life, um, in that regard. And, you know, most of my friends grew up in one place, lived in one place. Most of my friends got married and then a year later popped out a baby. Um, my husband and I have been married five years. We don't have children. We don't know if and or when we will have children. Um, my husband and I also were very close to getting divorced. We did not, thank God, we, through therapy, we are better than ever. I have been myself, I've suffered from anxiety for um, over a decade. So I've gone to probably a dozen therapists in my day. I've gone to psychiatrists. I've gone to, um, you know, a lot of different mental health, you know, uh, uh, professionals in that, in that arena. Um, and really, I think what started on this, like, journey, if you will, of not giving a fuck is probably a really, really, really bad breakup I had about uh, 15 years ago um, that turned into, you know, some legal stuff and turned into some psychiatric stuff and wow. a lot of, um, yeah. And I, and, and, and my whole going through that, I was very worried about what people would think because I was certainly um, half of that equation and, and half of at fault. And, and I was worried about what my ex's friends would think. And I was so fucking concerned about everything everyone's opinions of me and for so long and probably up until maybe five years ago not even I started not caring as much um because and through therapy really I didn't do this on my own through therapy and I just kind of realized that you know if you're living your truth and you're being honest to yourself that's all you can do you're not going to please everyone you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea but we only have this one life so if you're not living it how you want to live it like what are you doing you know, that's so does, true. Does that kind of answer? I know I sort of like hopped around there, but yeah. I mean, no, no, that's yeah. great. Actually, yeah. you know what? That proves to me that I was absolutely right thinking that you are the person to ask because mm. apparently it took some time. Yeah. It took some seeking help. It yep. took getting slapped in the face a few times. Like rock and bottom. <laughs> I, and I appreciate the fact that you talked about your marriage because very often, and I do look at your stories and you look very in tune with your husband. And so very often when people are showing something like that on Instagram, you know, and all this perfection and yeah. like, I mean, it looks like you guys are best friends and I'm sure that's how it is now, Yeah. but they don't know the backstory. And very often people on Instagram really filter everything. Yeah. Your podcast is called hashtag no filter. Right. And I love the fact that you just 
practice pretty much what you preached through your title because you said my marriage was not perfect. No, we no. almost got divorced. Yep. But then I look at your stories on Instagram and damn, that looks pretty good. I laugh. You guys make me laugh. <laughs> I, I'm having a good time with you. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, through therapy, we are, we were in a couple therapy session yesterday. I mean, we, through therapy, we have, it, we did a 180 and our marriage is better than ever. We've both never been more in love with each other than ever, but it's certainly not, it was not an easy road, you know. For well, sure. Yeah. So I think that one of the things, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't analyze things very much, but I heard you say that you moved a lot and I didn't move a lot, but I did move drastically. Like yeah. I kept going Miami, France in yeah. Toulouse, which is the Southwest of France, which is where I used to go to school when my parents were moving back to France and then right. Miami. Then I yeah. went to New York and then in New York, I ended up going in the Syrian Jewish community. Yeah. My family is Moroccan Jewish. So that's very hard because they don't like outsiders. Right. They all, you know, dark hair, dark eyes. I was light hair, light eyes. I looked very different. I was mm. being judged. And I feel like when you say you kept on moving. Yeah. Each time you arrive in a new place, whether you're an adult or a child, you're kind of exposed to being judged and that's very difficult yes it's because yeah you're the new kid every all eyes are on you <laughs> so you've been the new kid like 13 times yeah, no literally yeah we um I think the first I was born in Florida lived there two years and I think the first move I had was at two years old I mean I was young but then it was right. Houston Cleveland Chicago um wow. uh, New York back to I mean I like I lived in Houston three times I lived in Cleveland twice like it really ended up being um I think this was my 13th move <laughs> The truth is, this is, an, this is a change of identity, you yep. know? It's like, um, I know you know that, but I've been reading the Talmud a lot, yeah. which is ancient Jewish wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and I found a lot of things in there. I've read it before. My grandfather really tuned me onto the Talmud, but I think in different yeah. times of your life, when you read it, you read it differently and interpret it differently yeah. depending on what you need at that moment. But when you read the Talmud and the ancient Jewish with, wisdom, it says that changing places changes your luck and ultimately changes who you are. Yeah. And I do believe that's true. But in your case, that's fucking overwhelming. Yeah. And no, it was a lot. And, you know, um, everywhere you, I, I for so long, I, I still am a little bit, you know, I'm working on it, but I. I'm very, um, I can be a bit of a chameleon. So if I'm, you know, at a new school and, you know, meeting this group of girlfriends and they're, you know, acting a certain way, like I kind of feed off other people's energy, personalities. It's, it's good and bad. Um, but you know, every time I went somewhere, I was kind of like almost not redefining myself, but really figuring out who I was. Cause I was, this was during my growing up years, you know, I mean, wow. I'm still evolving, but yeah, so it's certainly, it wasn't a cakewalk. It all ended up working out. And I think I am who I am because of I've become so adaptable because of all those moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Absolutely. you I'm going to fast forward and then I'm going to go backwards. I yeah. do that a lot. I'm all over the place. I, I get like side. Me tracks. too. <laughs> uh, but at least I warn you. Um, fast yeah. forward. Now you have a podcast that's called hashtag no filter. And I Correct. love, love, love that. Um, so thank you. Because the truth is once you tune in there is no fucking filter right and there's not no there's not <laughs> and it's like it's really 2019 because if you go back to the very start of instagram like 2012 everything yeah. was filtered people only first of all there was no stories so people only showed the perfect picture out yep. of the batch people yeah only showed the happy moments 
So today people have a tendency to write no filter and, you know, wear no makeup or show right. you their reality. You know, the dog died. They show you like pretty much what they're going through. You see the right. tears, you see, you know, the schnoz coming out of the nose and all of yes. that stuff. And that's become sometimes a little bit too much, but right. I like the fact that in your case, when you say no filter, you really mean it. It's not a question of makeup. It's not a question of appearances. It's a question of, you know, I've come to this point. I don't give a fuck. Right. I want to know, was that, because for me, my podcast was a little bit therapeutic. So I want to know if it was the same for you. 100%. So yes, when I, the first time I recorded that very first episode, it was like a two minute intro. It was like, it was, yeah, completely therapeutic. And um, because I think for me, at least, and for you, obviously, too, Conversations are therapeutic to me and, 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 um, connecting with people on deeper levels is therapeutic to me. So yeah, my podcast and, and I just trying to like inspire people is therapeutic to me. (laughs) And you do. Oh, thank you. Do you get these messages all the time? Like I get like how, how to not give a fuck. Cause I get those all the time. That's why I brought you on. Cause I'm like, I don't really have the right. answer. Yeah. I mean, I get, yeah, it's, uh, it's similar to that, that, and similar to that, just kind of about, um, you know, you know, you've inspired me to, to be more real in my life and, you know, just to be unfiltered and yeah. And, and not give a fuck basically. So maybe they don't say the word fuck as much as I do, but they mean it. <laughs> oh, we do. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's obnoxious. And I love That's it. Okay. <laughs> I love it too. I love it. Um, so one question, yes. what did it take? Tell, tell me, like, I want to know, let's say five elements that got you yeah. to not give it. Yeah. Um, okay. I have to attribute a main one to therapy, Ther- getting a good therapy. You know, so many people that I know, which is still crazy to me in 2019, are anti-therapy and, I, and very, you know, like, well, what will people think or something must really be wrong with me? Like, no, you're what, no, like you're fucking crazy. Cause you won't go to therapy. <laughs> like, No, that's, you know, so that's one of it. Therapy. I have an incredible therapist changed my life. So therapy second would be my, my, that breakup, that traumatic experience that I went through. God, it was like 15 years. No, it was like, no, not 15 years ago. Actually, it wasn't even, it was maybe a, like 10 years ago. And because yeah, um, you're young, how old are you? I'm 33. So this happened when I was baby. around 22. Yeah. 10, 11 years ago. And, and it, and even though I was younger then it, 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 it fucked me up and I hit rock bottom of all rock bottoms. And, and it was, a uh, it took a toll on me, on my family and going through such a terrible traumatic experience, um, that I really like, I mean, I, there are times I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I was never like, you know, I never wanted to take my life or anything like that, but there were times where I didn't see the light where I was like, is this ever going to get better? And, and it did. And time heals everything, but going through such a terrible situation, um, I think kind of toughens you up and, and, and makes you realize like who matters, who doesn't and what matters like you, like your situation, but on a different scale. Um, so that was the second, the third would be all the moves, definitely my moving around and, and, you know, just having to adapt to these different situations. And I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I can be loud. I can be too outgoing. I can say fuck too many times. I am too real on Instagram. I know not everyone likes that, um, but that toughens you up. And I don't know what number I'm at, but I think also just the people you surround yourself with. I'm so inspired and like motivated and encouraged by people that lift me up. And I've just learned over the years, the people that bring me down and suck the life out of me can fuck off. <laughs> like, like in, in, for, I mean, they can, I, I, I separate myself from them and I, 
and I, and I, yeah. And I do what's best for me and my, my mental health and my well being. You know what? I think you gave the five fundamentals because you were saying, Oh, not on the same scale as me. First of all, there is no dimension. I don't think no level of uh, adversity that we can compare each and every one of us at our level of adversity have gone through something that will be significant. So yeah, yeah, you didn't go to prison, but to me, depression is something where you can't hire a lawyer to help you. Correct. You can't appeal. You cannot, you know, reach out to a bunch of, um, you know, professionals to help you. Depression is something that's, for example, very hard to overcome. And if you ask me, it's probably even harder to overcome than prison. It's, and it's all so, relative. You, right, all like you relative. said. Right. Exactly. So you, we can't even say, oh, it wasn't your level of, you know, your, your level of adversity. But right. I love the fact that you used adversity as one of your fundamentals to get to where you are today to not give a fuck. I think it's very important because a lot of people that listen to you and me and ask us, how do you do it, are going to right now. Exactly. In their life. Exactly. And so... To tell them, trust me, this adversity, if you deal with it today in the way that you're supposed to, will be the driving force to getting to where you're supposed to be and where I am today, not giving a fuck. So I love that you think, and it's hard, it's hard when you're in it because you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You never think it'll get better. It's like, it's easier said than done to say, breathe through it. You'll get through it, but no, you want to, you want to go crazy. I mean, but you will get through it, (laughs) like, you know, and it's just believing that. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. One other thing that I love that you used rather than playing victim, which is very often people will send me and I answer all of my messages. And I know that's crazy. You know, a lot of my bigger, a lot of my friends that are much bigger influencers than I am uh, tell me, Ingrid, that's crazy. You can't, you know, you can't set this, you know, this habit of answering everyone all the time because at some point you won't be able to do it anymore. But I, this is what I'm on Instagram for. First of all, you know, my work is wellness. I'm not an influencer. So we're talking about people's health, mental health, you know, body health, wellness. And at that point, I'm not trying to build a fan club. It's a tribe where we're all pretty much trying to be better. Yeah. And talking to my audience is listening to them. And so very often I'll get these huge paragraphs and sometimes I'll have to, you know, create a boundary and say, you know, I read your message. I think you need to talk to a professional about this. I don't want the responsibility to help you, you know, with a hard situation, but I will say this. And it's happened to me very often from reading the text that someone sends me that they're playing victim. And I love that in everything that you said, not in any of those fundamentals that you gave us, you said you were a victim. I saw the fact that you kept on moving right. as, as you being a victim. You're victimized by your parents' choices or obligations or whatever. And each time you have to move. You didn't say right. that. You actually said this is where, that, what made you what right. you are today. Right. And, it, and, and I, so, I'll keep going. I want, to, I want to ask you. I'm going to lead you with yeah. a question. How I... I don't know if you're the same as me, but in the messages that I get about this specific subject, like how do I get to not giving a fuck? I hear a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the victim syndrome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, and the thing is, I don't think, I mean, look, you have two, you have multiple ways to look at any situation and anything you're put in, but you, you choose 
if you're the, you choose if you're going to be the victim or you ch- or you choose to make the best of this and help it define you to be this like incredible badass that doesn't give a fuck and i think um i mean it's all in your perception it's all in, it's all in your control because you can't control necessarily every situation in life and my dad always taught me that is this actionable? Like, can you can you control this? If, what's coming out? Can you control this? If not, you have to control how you respond to it and how you feel about it and and if you're going to give a fuck or not give a fuck. And it's completely in con- you, You're not in control of everything in life, but this is something you are in control of. And that's, like, kind of empowering. I so agree with that. I always, always say you have to analyze the situation, what you cannot control, yeah. like other yeah. people around you or certain situation. You need to... Sorry, oh, you're fine. Something you need to leave alone. Sorry about that. That's real time, <laughs> real time. <for> you guys. <laughs> um, you need to not give a fuck about that. And whatever you can control, then you need to do your best to Correct. control it the best you can. Yeah. And I find that so counterintuitive yep. to living a good life. So when we talk about intuition, I talk a lot about it for wellness, for yeah. eating. But I know you talk about it when it comes to mental yeah. health. Like not giving a fuck for you has become a counterintuitive way of being healthy. Right, right, exactly. I have, and you know it, and it's, it's kind of like you, like you talk about intuition, like, and we were even talking about intuitive eating on my podcast that we just did. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I do think it also comes down to like trusting yourself and that gut instinct and that intuition and just trusting what, trusting if you're my therapist always taught me this if you're living your truth and what feels right to you in your bones there's nothing else that matters no opinion matters from someone else you there's there's no reason to give a fuck because you're literally living in your your gut you're living how you should be living like there's no question you know that's so true can you be happy all the time oh god no i mean look i think no I, I guess it depends how you look at having, I, am I, do I wake up every day wanting like in the happiest mood, ready to just like, you know, it's all butterflies and daisies and no, absolutely not. There are days they wake up and I, I'm just like not motivated, but I think you have a choice. I think you have a choice to turn it around. I think you No, I'm not always happy and, and I still suffer from anxiety and I, I take anxiety medication every day and I deal with bullshit, you know, all the time and, you know, and, and. Uh, yeah, I think it's a choice, but I don't, I, I guess it, it, it's, a, I think it's a choice. I think, no, you don't just like wake up and you're like happy go lucky, but you can choose how you show up. I do think that. So I, I, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, trying to be happy all the time is one, not realistic. No. And the other thing is, if you're happy all the time, can you really measure happiness when you're very, very Correct. happy? Exactly. And that's, it's funny. I, I always say, like, I think, look, if you're, if you're always happy, or no, no, let's say, say the opposite. If you're always the opposite of happy, if you're always down you and you never know, you don't know what happiness is. I mean, it's the same thing. You have to think about it both ways. Like if you're always happy, you got to experience the lows to appreciate the highs, I think is what totally. I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I would say, I, I would push it as far as to, to say it's okay to not be happy all day. Yeah. Like to have a moment in the day where you're not so happy so that when something amazing, you know, walks in throughout the day, you can actually really feel the happiness. I know it's crazy, yeah. but for me, it was a mechanism that I used in prison a yeah. lot. I was very unhappy, borderline suicidal the whole time. Uh, 
totally victimized yeah. until I did I until I had to fend for my life because I was not in a safe environment right. you know it was not camp cupcake, camp cupcake like I like right. I said on, on your podcast like Martha Stewart uh it was you know medium to high security prison and so when I realized the dangers that surrounded me I couldn't be a victim anymore because I would die right. and I owed it to my kids to stay alive now it's very hard for me to share this with people that ask me for advice about not giving a fuck because that would mean I'm telling them they have to be in a very dangerous situation or a horrible situation yeah. or you know or go through what I went through and I don't wish and it no. on anyone and you and, exa- and, I, and I I do think a lot of it is also um if what becomes habitual what you teach like if you're not just gonna like wake up day and not give a fuck especially if you've had no trials no. or tribulations to go through but you can train yourself like a mu- it's like a muscle you can train yourself and you can yeah, you know exactly right. It's like intuition. I always tell my client, your intuition is a muscle. So I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to be your map, but you're going to have to practice that muscle. And so one tip, and then I want yours, but I just want to, I'm going to be rude and go ahead of you. No, go ahead. What I I want from you kind of uh, like how I want to pick your brain about this. But one tip that I I give to myself is, um, you know, before, before Gilles, I was married for 17 years to my kid's biological father. And I wasn't happy with him most of the time because we were just not compatible. Um, And, you know, we had this relationship where when he walked through the door, I wasn't always happy. I was actually sometimes even stressed about it. Uh, Even though I have loved him and I've loved him very much, you know, the, the way that we love sometimes doesn't always dictate to us happiness you just think you love someone right but you're not always supposed to be happy with them I learned later in life that it's not supposed to be like that but at that point that's what it was so now today the way that I measure my happiness the way that I I I try to experience happiness is where I look at the little moments and I know it's petty for some people will say well of course when you don't worry about money or when you have a job or when you have perfect hair of course it's easy to look at it that way but you know, first of all, you don't know the whole story right. for someone. So you can't, you can't look at it that way. But for me now, nowadays, I look at it like my pup, mm-hmm. my dog. I could leave for three hours or for 10 minutes. The amount of happiness that she feels when I walk through the door and she greets me is unbelievable. Yeah. And I used to look at her and go, gosh, this is so smart. That's such a nice way of looking at it. And so I train myself to feel gratitude for little things and not try to measure them by the money or the right. shine of it or you know the in, the the importance of it so that now even when i see my daughter dakota walk through the door i actually feel my heart beating so fast yeah. and i feel so happy and i feel the same about jill yeah. because there was a time that i didn't have right it. you know what i right. mean right right so it's like I kind of train that muscle to kind of learn to be happy from very, very small things. Like we all take it so much for we granted do. that someone you love walks through the door every day at the same time. Like my daughter comes home at 5 p.m., for example. Right. I train myself to actually sit for a second and go, there was a time you were sitting in a place where you did not have it. Right. And you lived for visiting day. Right. And even in prison, I could feel that, you know, that, that not in my stomach untying and my heart beating so fast because I got to see my kids and it was a privilege. Right. And I feel like if people could do this, 
and and we learn from animals i just again i'm going to talk about the talmud yeah. i just read it and i don't know if you saw i posted it yesterday the talmud yeah. says uh so again ancient wisdom right um we could learn a lot of qualities from animals like for example you could learn from the ant to not steal ants don't steal they're very honest for example right. you could learn from from the cat you could learn dignity there's a lot of little ex- examples like that and very often i tell some of my clients they go tell me what to eat tell me what to eat and i i'm like why should i tell you how to eat you go to the zoo you watch the monkey you watch the zebra they all know exactly what to eat and they are not fat most of them are beautiful they're majestic animals and they know how to feed we're supposed to be you know the 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 class above animals right when it comes to intuition intelligence and yet you need a guru to tell you what to eat yeah. and i feel like with happiness it's very much the same because yeah. i look at my dog she gets happy from not very much right. if you think about right. it right so i want to know what is your like so i give you a little bit of the inside my head yeah. like how do i cope with you know the happiness factor what's yours after everything that you've lived and those downs and that horrible breakup right. which by the way it sounds horrible oh god it's like, like a whole nother podcast <laughs> on top of it no but on top of it when you tell me this legal stuff that come into play it's like my stomach goes in knots I'm because sure. you know what i've been right. through so i know so i could just sense it right. and i don't even want to know if i want to touch right. that i think you've said enough for us to understand mm-hmm. it was traumatic right. but what is today the way that you get happy almost intuitively but like a muscle that you had to exercise to realize life is beautiful yeah. not to be depressed and i i want it all give it yeah to yeah so i a lot of it is actually what you said as you were speaking i'm like me too is the gratitude thing you know do i write in a gratitude journal every day no have i tried yes but i don't keep up with it but i oh, to me you don't have to write it down you can think it you can feel it and i think um feeling grateful for those little those little things and not taking it for granted and you know not and and really just like feeling like appreciated appreciating it and just putting things into perspective like perspective is everything i mean one day to the next everything can change and i'm not going to like you know get all like depressing on you know talking about people like health and you know people who one day to the next get some crazy health scare and then they have a few you know and then they have a fatal illness i mean it's so life is so so it's cheesy as fuck but life is so precious it's all we have like what I just think it's just putting things into perspective, being grateful for what you do have. And when I do kind of get those moments, cause no, I'm not, I'm not like cheery and happy go lucky all the time. So when I get those lower moments or those blah feelings, I just kind of, I kind of just let it work through me. Like I feel it. And I, and I also learned that, you know, work on this in therapy. I feel the feelings because the thing is, if you push them away and you don't feel them, they're just going to come back worse. I think you have to feel you have to feel what it is that you're feeling. So if it's a blah moment, feel it, take, take a time out, take a walk around the block, go lay on the couch, go take a nap, do whatever you have to do. And, and it'll go, it'll pass. No emotion, no feeling is permanent. It's always going to pass. So I think I love that. I should quote that. No feeling is. And that actually is probably a quote from my therapist. So quote me via my therapist. (laughs) But yeah, okay, I'll quote you. Yeah, you but, it's, but, the, but, but you're explaining it so well. So it means that you also, you know, exercise that muscle. Yes. And I love that. Yes. And, and you have, to, and I, I just think, you know, when, 
I don't know when, yeah, I feel, I feel the feeling that's maybe not the ideal feeling. I let it pass. And then I moved on, move on to the next thing. And I just, for me, it's like perspective, perspective, perspective. This is life. This is all we have when it ends, it's done. Like you just kind of like, if you're living a, a life with like, and, and your, your perspective of life and your um, stance on it is very blah and negative and, and giving too many fucks, then what that sounds like the most miserable how is of course you're waking up miserable every day if that's your mindset for sure I just think it's a mindset shift I think it's a muscle you have to like an like your intuition you have to train and it's a muscle it's literally a muscle and I just um and that's kind of what I do and then I just you know try to feel grateful and to have a mindset shift when I need to gratitude is a big one it's huge but I love the way that you put it because it's so not uh, you know, soul searching, voodoo fucking shit. I hate that shit. I know I hate that shit. I can't write in a journal uh, for the life of me. I try and then I stop. But you know how I feel about Oh, journaling. I know. So, I mean, if anybody wants to know how I feel about journals, they need to go listen to the to the episode we just recorded because yes. I spoke about all about that. Yes. Uh, about food journals, especially. I And how about... So I know we spoke about it before we recorded. I asked you if you read this book, The Subtle yes. Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Right. And you said that you, you had read some passages of it. Yes. Um, and I feel like a lot of your takeaway, my takeaway from totally, you know, polar opposite uh, different aspects of lives and, you know, issues that we've had to deal with to get to where we are today. Yeah. But today we're both on a podcast and we kind of are both very good at not giving a fuck about certain things. Right. Um, but when you read the book, and I know that you got that takeaway, that, you know, that takeaway as well from it, um, the thing with, you know, not surrendering when certain things don't work out, right. like you have people that will go on and on about, you know, their dream, they were trying, they worked so hard, and it didn't work out. Or, you know, even going on a diet right. and it didn't work out. Or a relationship and it didn't work out. And they go on and on about it and kind of forget to move forward. Right. I want, I want to know if you've gone through that, how long you did it for and what snapped you out of it. Yeah. You know, I think, it would, again, probably going back to that, you know, the breakup or, you know, different times when I've had, you know, harder moments like that. And, yeah, I mean, you could – I just think it actually comes down to – just having it, you have a choice. I mean, you have a choice and how you show up. You have a choice and how you respond. You have a choice. If you're going to stay in this low moment, you can, yeah, surrender to that moment and just, just fuck it and give it all. I mean, you can do that if you want, but then what, what kind of life is that? What, how, how does that, how does that really benefit you and, and, and those around you and those that you love and your, your relationships? So I kind of think it's a choice. You have a choice. I think it's a mindset. It's, so good. it's, it's a choice. Yeah. And I think, and I know, look, I, if there's someone listening to this now and they're going through a hard time, it's of course easier said than done, but, it, but anything good in life takes hard is hard work. Anything worth it is, is going to take, you know, is going to be sweat yeah. and, you know, and, and blood, sweat and tears. And so, you know, if, yeah, it's easier said than done, but you can do it. It's literally all in your control. That's what's so awesome about it. <laughs> You know what, if somebody came to me after a conversation, it makes me put it in perspective and said, like, give me two things to kind of, you know, have this little voice in my head. I'm not happy today. My life is shit. Yeah. I just got fired. You know, my husband just cheated on me yeah. or my business is not going the way I want. I would the little voice that I would tell them to hear in their head is two things. Yeah. 
One, don't be a victim, don't be a victim, don't be a victim. Yep. Two, be grateful, be grateful. Yep, be grateful. that's what I was going to say. Great. Yep. yep. Do you have any more? Yeah, I was going to say definitely don't be a victim. Grateful for that's I, the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, let's first take a pause, take a breath. And yeah. what, what are you grateful for? What, because even on the shittiest of days or in the shittiest of circumstances, I promise there is something to be grateful for. Even if it's the littlest, littlest, like minuscule thing, there is something to be grateful for. And you can build off that little thing. So I think first it would be about gratitude. And then it would say, let's just, let's erase all that. Let's just, yes, all that shit happened and it sucks. Let's turn all that on its head and let's like make, let's, let's, um, become, let's start something new. Let's start something fresh. Let's build off this and become this badass person. And, and in, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but basically like you had a, a, a shitty situation. I've, we've all had shitty situations. Let's flip it on its head and like, let's turn it around and make it something great, whether it's a business or a, a passion, a hobby, let's just change our mindset on it. And like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, what are we, what or are we help doing? people. I find that that, that yes. was very therapeutic for me. Like today, I had a crazy epiphany kind of story. And I don't know if you saw it because we posted it on Instagram. Yeah. But I brought one of my, fo- my very, you know, recent followers on the podcast. And I do that often. I bring them as their own experts because I feel like sometimes when I give advice, people go, well, that comes so naturally to you. You're French. Maybe you're naturally skinny. Maybe, you know... So I kind of bring on this real women, real life heroes that kind of listen to me and just were like, you know what, fuck diet. That's scary to do, by the way. Yeah. And I realized that. So I bring them on and I tell them, I'm like, you're so brave. What made you want to listen to me and kind of, you know, kick your diet to the curb and take a chance that maybe you will gain five pounds listening to me, but maybe being a little happier. Yeah. And so I brought this woman on, Caroline, Mm and she had actually, you know, been on diet. She, she was a vegan for a while. And, you know, she kind of went through this whole restrictive mindset, uh, you know, uh, cycle that many of us have gone through or go through. And at some point, she started to kind of give me more of an ear and started to say, you know what, let me try. And she had eczema and she started to take in Yolen. Yeah. Um, and the first two weeks, she actually got more eczema. Mm-hmm. And so she was flipped out, but she didn't tell me anything. I told her, I'm like, if you had told me, I would have told you to stop. She actually truly followed her intuition and she really wanted to give this a try. And after the two weeks, an eczema area that she's had for 12 years completely disappeared. What? Yeah. So, and, and I was blown away. Like, this was like... Wow. And, and she tells me this right before I bring her on the podcast. I wasn't even bringing her on the podcast to talk about this originally. I said to everybody, send me a message. Tell me what made you switch to my mindset and, you know, overcome the fear of not having the control of, you know, that diet kind of gives you because diet makes you feel in some sort of control. Yeah. And so she sends me this paragraph. Um, that she called it a telenovela, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. And then throughout the paragraph, I see like she she said, I, I started to eat uh, fatty acids again and this and that. Like she's giving me all of these great points of how she felt more liberated and started to relax and sit down and eat in real place. And then the eczema thing comes out. And so she comes on the podcast and she thanks me and says, you've changed my life. Thank you so much. And I 
I said to her, I didn't bring you on the podcast to toot my horn. I wanted you to come on to inspire other women and show them that sometimes being a little brave and, you know, taking back your intuition yeah. and all of that stuff is amazing. And so two weeks pass. And right before I interview her, I say, by the way, what do you do for a living? So she goes, I actually work for a, a, a book company. We, we, uh, we have this reading program for children with learning disabilities. Huh. And I said to her, oh, my God, I love you even more because anybody that knows my story, knows Dylan's story, knows how much people that cater to kids with special needs, uh, you know, how much I respect them, how much I, you know, feel instant gratitude towards yeah. them to believe in kids with special needs and believe that they have a future is amazing. And so I said to her, I love you even more. But yeah. I didn't really know her. And so two weeks passed. And I go on another podcast with my friend Dara on, this, on the, the Pretty Electric. And I, again, like I did on your podcast, tell my story and we go more in depth. And I say, my son, Dylan, um, was cured. And she goes, well, how, how, we heard autism can be cured. And I said, well, we, we did a pilot program called Fast Forward. And he was able to, you know, process he had a, a wow. ear, like a, a processing disorder and this helped him so much fast forward helped him and wow. so the podcast airs like a week later and caroline sends me a message she goes i'm sitting in my car i had to pull over i've been working for fast forward for 20 years oh my gosh and so at that point my eyes start tearing. I'm getting all emotional again as I yeah. tell the story because Dylan's 20 years old. So that means at the time she was already working for Fast Forward and the program was not FDA approved. The FDA won't approve this stuff because they want to give you meds. Oh and the God. FDA makes money on prescription medications. So all of this was not mainstream. All of this was problematic. The doctor that prescribed it to Dylan told me I was going to need a lot of money, which is the reason... <laughs> Lola, sorry, my dog, which is the reason why. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um, I don't dare put her out when I record, but um, hold on one second. No, go I ahead. Have to edit. Sorry about that. No, I might fine. have to edit. <laughs> so, long story short, I uh, I end up you know, I start like tearing up. She's in her car. She goes, I had to pull over. And here I am telling this woman who was telling me, thank you for, you know, changing my mindset and liberating me about the food that I'm eating and re helping me relieve my eczema that I've suffered from for 12 years that doctors told me would never go away. Here I am telling her, oh my God, thank you so much. I need to introduce you to my son so we could thank you. You've changed our lives. Oh my gosh. And so that circle of life yeah. was like, you know, so like, bam, like in your face. Yeah. Can you imagine? Wow. 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 Unbelievable. 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 And, Unbelievable. And we both didn't know. And so today I am, I think, more thankful to her oh than she can God, ever be to me. Incredible. Mm. And so look at those stories when right. you look at that. Right. But we're talking, I mean, we're talking 15, 16 years. Right. It took a long time. Well, exactly. And it, it, it took a long time. Right. It wasn't overnight. Right. So what is your biggest breakthrough? Ooh, my biggest breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say, um, 
it was probably honestly it was more recent it was honestly more recent um it was probably within the last 12 to 18 months um through therapy through this one therapist I was seeing a lot also it was around the time of my husband and my our stuff and and there was just um it it was about trusting yourself and living like trusting your gut your intuition and all of that and living your honest to god truth and um kind of just realizing like if I'm living my truth and what I should be doing and doing what I should be doing I might not please everyone I'm I might piss people off not everyone's gonna like me but that's okay because all that matters is I'm living how I should be living and that kind of happened within the last 12 to 18 months I'd say Wow. So this is like, recent. well, I, yeah, I mean, I would say, look, it was, it's been a journey and it's been for years. I mean, the, obviously the breakup was 10, 11 years ago. And then I've, you know, moved since then. And there's been a lot, you know, in between all that, but I, I would say it really, you know, I would say it's been on that journey, but I finally, I would say 12 to 18 months ago, I finally could like confidently, like not, you know how for me, at least you, I can say a lot of things and then eventually my mind will catch up, which is obviously the goal. You kind of like dress for the job you want sort of thing. Like just say it, think it, and eventually it'll, it'll be, it'll manifest itself sort of. And so I think I've been saying all the things and, and feeling them on some level, but until like, you know, you just clicks where something just clicks. And so 12, 18 months ago, whatever it was. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, look, I was, I was not giving fucks before that as well, but I would (laughs) say a real breakthrough. Yeah. I would say within the last year and a half. Now you officially don't give a fuck. And now I officially, yes, I was unofficially not giving a fuck, but now I can like say it. And like with full conviction, you know, (laughs) I love it. You know what? I know that this is definitely true for you because having a podcast and I experienced it. You have this whole, after your first episodes, this kind of hangover, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you feel it too. Yeah. And that, just getting to the point of airing a podcast out there, the fact that you're going to deal with that hangover yep. right after, yeah. where you feel that what we call a vulnerability hangover, yep. the fact that you were willing to, to kind of do that shows that you are you know transformed in yeah a way. thank you yeah and it's true it's so funny you say that I haven't described it like that a hangover but that's what it is after every single episode I am drained in a good way emotionally yeah physically and I I am hungover <laughs> you know what I felt the vulnerability hangover because when I started my podcast it was driven and I'm going to segue into something that I hope you can help even yeah. me with. Yeah. Um, when I started the podcast, the way that it went was, um, and I, and I say it all the time, I, I spoke about in your podcast too. Uh, Lauren from the skinny confidential is my really close friend and right. she is a major player in, you know, some of the decisions that I've taken as far as social media and podcasting, because she's just a master at it. Yeah. She's so good at it. Yeah. So it's like, why would I go pay a business manager when I have her at my fingertips, you know, whispering some of the best business tips I've ever received. Yeah. And I totally credit her with that. And there was a time where I had someone, and I still do, but a little bit less because I've been so in your face about it, constantly copying my content. Uh But from the dumbest stuff to really professional research content. And it was driving me crazy. But it got to the point where Lauren looked at it and then we called her a copy cow because what I ended up doing was kind of milking the situation to become 
innovative and and right. get better at what I do. So like, you know what? She's copied this. Good. Let me get ahead and let her yes, copy. Right. And by the time she copies me, I'm on to the next. So I really yes. milk that shit. And I and I have a whole episode about that. And this yes. is not to bring drama on or not naming any names because right. now it's happened to me with Goop. Even they copied recently. They copied uh, one of my. Um, one of my podcast co uh, content about really? etiquette and losing weight, the French etiquette and losing weight. And they, they actually literally plagiarized. So I'm not bringing in drama on a specific person, but right. what happened with me when I brought the podcast on, Lauren said to me, she said, listen, you are now giving us a lot of free content, but yep. you're working very hard for it. Engrave it in the stone that the internet is as your own there's no better thing today than a podcast. Right. And so when I started my podcast, literally it was driven by this hater copy cow. So right. I have her to thank for it. That's the thing. Like, you know what? Yeah. That's the best way to kind of immortalize my intellectual property. Yep. And of course, a bunch of other benefits came out of it. it. It gives me a better connection to my audience. I'm getting discovered by an audience that doesn't yeah. necessarily navigate Instagram. I mean, there's so much. Now I'm bringing on amazing guests. I'm learning from them. It allows me to listen to my audience and what they want. Yeah. But ultimately, it was driven by hate because right. this person hates me. Right. Um, and the fact that I was being copied. And for me, the podcast has done so much in that sense. Yeah. I've grown. I yield from it. Like I'm, I'm, I get a lot less upset now when I get copied or when I get bullied. Yeah. I, uh, it's given me a voice in a way. Right. Right. What is, they say you like, you grow through what you go through. Like you, exactly. you, yeah, exactly. And that's, and Hey, look, yeah, you have, you have whoever this person is to thank that you have now had this incredible podcast. It pushed you to do something even more amazing. What made you do the podcast? What, for what made me do my podcast or what started yeah. mine? So I, yeah. um, what made me say, I, it really came from, you know, I was already pretty big, not big in terms of my following, but I was active on Instagram. I was already active on Instagram and loved all that. I've had a blog for almost nine years and, um, I just kind of wanted another, I dabbled with YouTube and I didn't really stick with it for a while. And I just kind of wanted another way to get my voice out there and by, by, I didn't just want to get my voice out there. I wanted to bring on people where I could help share their stories. And I only bring on people that are inspiring and funny and real and raw and not scared to get vulnerable and, and, and no bullshit and giving no fucks. You know, those are the people I wanted on because I want to help share their stories, but also inspire others, make other people laugh, make other people say, Oh my God. Yeah. Why, why should I care about this? I, I, I shouldn't, you know? And so I really started it because I wanted another way to, another way to reach people and hopefully like inspire people and make people laugh and be like you meet yes oh yes me too That's I love it me. yeah I love it and you know what and you do bring value because when I finished listening to your podcast for the first time you gave me a lot of food for thought Aww. I I I learned something I you you reinforced a lot of things that I was feeling and it, it's crazy because you weren't giving really any advice on this no, right you were right. just like having fun right and that's but I loved yeah. it and it was inspiring Aww. and I'm like you know what that can inspire a lot of people so it's not Thanks. necessarily that you're sharing science right um, right 
No, and I love that. Thank you. And I I think a lot of the feedback I've gotten um, is that when you're on, when they listen to my podcast, they feel like they're hanging out with their girlfriend who's talking to their friend. And that's what I want. Like, I want it to just be a casual, like, it's literally called hashtag no filter. Like, I'm not trying to, like, make this, like, a perfectly wrapped present with a perfectly tied bow. Like, I've said it in my podcast. My bow is fucking messy. Like, my life is not, you know. (laughs) You know what? It sounds like a healthy, like a bunch of healthy relationships. And yeah. so getting to that, how do you answer someone that writes to you? Not that it happened to you, but I get the question right. all the time and yeah. I deal with it also. And sometimes I have to kind of like take momentum before I react. Someone sends you a message that you've never spoken to before, anything like that, and writes, hi, you're ugly on Instagram because uh, people allow right. themselves so many things. We spoke about that also on your yeah. the episode we just did on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you do? Yeah. I would say the, I first would be like, who the fuck waste their time and energy sending this to someone? Like who would actually yeah. like, I would never, it would never even come near my stratosphere to like message that to someone. So it's like crazy that people actually do this. Um, and then I think the old me would have been like crawled into a hole like cried, like freaked the fuck out, like deleted my Instagram account, like kind of just like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. But as I've gotten older and I like to think wiser, um, I would probably part of me would, okay. There'd be two parts. One, one part of me would want to just ignore it, block them, delete. But the other part of me would want to take a screenshot and, and probably white out their name. Cause I don't want to like get into, you know, I, I would probably do that. I would white out their name and just almost make a joke of it. Like put it on my Instagram stories and be like, is this person yeah. needs to go get laid or something, or this person needs to go like yeah. you know, something like that. And it's I would so make it therapeutic yes. sharing. But I wouldn't, I don't white out the name. You, you're I actually, good. Yeah, I'm scared. I tag <laughs> them because I want my tribe to speak for me. And I know that it's happened so many times and it's so therapeutic. Yeah. You let your tribe fight for you. Right. And, and you're, you're good this. about that. Yes. Like I wish I had, and maybe I'll get there where I will show the name, but for now I'd probably, I'd still screenshot it and it would still be like, make some sort of kind of crude joke probably about getting laid. And then I would <laughs> move on. <laughs> I love it. My joke would probably be getting laid or this woman is probably too skinny and needs a fucking sandwich. Yes, yes, needs a sandwich. Yes, yes. I love the sandwich I mean, part. And that, and I just, you know, I, I feel sorry for the people that do bully others and 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 go behind, because again, we talked about it either earlier on your episode or maybe yeah. it was mine, about, you know, they think they're this anonymous face. No, there are real people behind these screens that actually have the nerve to, to message people and bully them. It's like so mind boggling to me. I, I, I don't get why people do that. So yeah, you have to respond and kind of just say, fuck it and move on. Like after you deal with it. So respond and kind of like maybe make fun of it. Yeah. I like to expose them. I like to give people a mirror yeah. to look at their behavior in. Yeah. And I think that you know, hiding behind that screen is such a powerful tool for people that are not feeling good with themselves, that taking a screenshot, posting it, or, you know, answering in a message that engaging engages the audience, because in the end, when you get this type of messages, you get this, you know, not in your stomach, like, oh, my God, everyone's gonna read it. Oh, my God, everyone's gonna, you know, or this person's not gonna stop. But giving them just an a mirror image yep. of what they've just done. Yes. It's, it's, it's so therapeutic. It's therapeutic. And I just think it's, it's just like, 
people will like, cause most people are like us where they're not going to go bully people. I would hope like people that are listening to us and following us and genuinely like us and are similar to us are not going to go bully people. So they're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like they're going to be with you. Like, did that just happen? Like, this is almost like ridiculous because someone who's bullying you, it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. I mean, it has nothing to do Absolutely. with you. Yeah. It's like their problem, not yours. Yeah, they're I, I would still expose it. Also, yeah. you get, I got a reputation for it. Like, I think that now I get, I get almost no hate. Yeah. Almost none. Good. It's very rare. When I do, I'm actually surprised. And I usually go to the person, oh, you don't know what I do, do you? Right. I, that's usually my answer. Like, you and don't know I, what I you like, just did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you haven't heard what I do to people like you. You don't know that I expose them. And I right. just like, right. you know, leave it for like the universe or at least my universe to take care of it. Yeah. So that's good advice. No, and yours too. I love what you do. I mean, I think and however, the I, do, I think and then move on, like deal with it and then move on. And it's just like laugh at it. It's like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what is your biggest pet peeve on social media? Oh, biggest pet peeve on social media. Um, Oh gosh. I would say, ugh, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know if this is, a, I don't know if I would call it a pet peeve or not, but when I do feel like if you're, no, I don't, I'm trying to say like, if you're engaging with someone and you're, you, you have a repertoire with them and you're going back and forth with them. And you, even if you haven't met in person, like you and I haven't met in person, even if you haven't met in person, but I, I feel like I, have. I know, I feel like we're best friends. I want to go drink wine with you actually right now. It's exactly. so much lunchtime here. Um, but anyway, I, I feel like when you're talking to someone and, and you've had a repertoire and you're kind of friends, whether it's even just, I, I think it, it's kind of like not your duty, but you should be supportive of them. Even if they put, po- okay, even if they post something that you don't agree with on Instagram stories, on Instagram, I don't think they should publicly comment on your post about that. Because if this is a friend, I don't, I don't care if you, I mean, I love that. Do you know I what I'm, I don't know how to word it. I, I feel like I'm tongue You know what? I, I feel like they should be supportive and they should definitely, I guess, not be an obstacle to what you're trying to do ultimately. right right and that's I yes. agree yes like but I, I've, ex- I've experienced that I've yeah. had a friend you know write something and then I was like why would you do that that's affecting my business Co- correct correct exactly and I and I'm not saying this has happened to me I'm not even pinpointing a specific time but I think if someone that and, and you don't even have to necessarily always like or comment on the photos but if you're going to comment don't comment something that's going to like dampen the brand or affect this person's reputation. Like what, what the fuck are you doing? And sometimes maybe they're not thinking, but like all I then think before you do. So I would say maybe just not like ignorance, maybe. (laughs) You know what? Like my mother always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Correct. Correct. Like, and especially it's not, it's a separate from the bullying and the people you don't know. But if you are, if you have a relationship with this person and a friendship, are you really going to go do that? Like it's just, and I've seen it. So I just, I would say, it's that, true. Maybe. It yeah. is a pet peeve. Yeah. I agree. That's a great. That's a yeah. great one. Oh. It's true. I, yeah. I have some pet peeves with Instagram. Yeah. But yeah. I have to tell you, and I know you're going to agree with me. They're totally outweighed by the beautiful connections. Exactly. And we were talking about that before, and I'm not going to say names uh, because yeah. I like to keep that stuff a little bit precious and yeah. private. But I've made, and I feel like you're going to be one of those, but yeah. I've made incredible con- connections. Some yeah. of them even deeper than I've ever had with some friends Same. in your life. Yes. It's insane. It's crazy because Instagram is crazy. And I feel like uh, people are connecting and, and in a deeper way than people that might not understand it in your real life. And it's, what's so your, what's, tell me, I want to hear if you want to answer, what's your biggest pet peeve on Instagram? I want to hear it. 
I think my biggest pet peeve on Instagram is people that don't mind their fucking business. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It, it, and whether you know them or not, and I, we said that, it's funny because I feel like, we, well, it, it was, you know, it had to happen, but I feel like we said that on your podcast too. But my pet peeve is, you know, kind of don't do unto others what you don't want done to yourself. And right. I know I sound cliche and almost biblical, but... It's so true. And so my pet peeve is, you know, people coming on my, my space, you right. know, my platform and, you know, kind of putting something negative out there. Like, would you stop on the street and tell a shop owner that their window is ugly? Right. No, you just don't go into the store. Right. What did it, what has happened that you know, people are hiding behind those screens and I know. they could just like splatter on your window. It's like, you know, you, you it's, it's something you wouldn't do in real life. And I feel like Instagram has become so real life and people are craving reality. Yeah. So that's why they love stories. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and at the same yeah. time, they're being so irrealistic going on, like, you know, even sending you messages or going on your platform and your comments and writing stuff. Right. You know, that, that's not realistic. That's not something you would do in real life. So why do you expect me to be so authentic and so real? Right. You're not having a real behavior. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's Instagram behavior. That's yeah. not real behavior. No. And it's, it, it's so frustrating. And I, again, it, it, it's like, I feel sorry for these people because they're, this is totally reflection of their insecurities. And I'm just like, I'm totally. sorry for you. I feel sorry for you, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have to still say it. I wouldn't be true to myself because it's been my, I, I mean, it's been the story of my life for about two years. The copying makes me crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Copying and you've dealt with it. Like crazy. I haven't dealt with that yeah, so I hope we don't have to. And I maybe uh, you yeah. don't even know. Maybe it's happening, but yep. you don't know. Like yep. sometimes it comes to your attention much later. But I have to tell you, you feel so ripped. Yeah. Like like ripped off. It's crazy. That is one of my other huge pet. Peeves. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I just I like when I get to connect with people like you on Instagram. I'm like, oh, it's all worth it. <laughs> it's it totally, totally outweighed by the good. Yeah. And the situation has become such on Instagram that I it as 98% positive, 2% negative. Yep. Also because I've learned to set boundaries. Yep. And that's my last question for you. How do you set your boundaries? Oh yeah. Um, I would say one is communication. Uh, hasn't, it's not always the easiest and, and hard conversations are well hard and not necessarily fun, but communication, um, communication is really key. I mean, communication has been the key to my husband and I being, you know, more in love than ever. Communication is the key to like friendships when you have a friendship issue and, yeah. or a parent issue, parent child. So I would say communication and, and, and say what you need and don't be ashamed that you need that because you, you are the only person that knows yourself the way you know yourself. And so you have, if you have to set those boundaries for your own mental well being, then you have to do that. And you might, you might hurt people along the way, but you, you have to look out for yourself first and foremost, or how are you going to show up for anyone else? If you're, if your life's kind of not where it should be. So I would say communication. Totally. Totally. Somehow I thought you and I were going to be such bitches, but we turned into such little experts I... of goodness. <laughs> Do you hear us? We're like so like, sweet. What's, the actual what's so funny is, yeah, I mean, I love talking about this stuff. And I also like, and I think that's maybe what makes people, you know, want, you know, to follow you more and hear from you more. And hopefully same with me is that we are multidimensional where it's not, we're not just saying fuck, 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 fuck all day, every day. I mean, I do say it a lot, but there's also a depth to us. I think, you know, and there is, there's, there's a, there's a lot going on here and there's a lot to unpack. So, yeah. 
I love it. I'm so happy with the outcome. Me too. And I'm, I'm not going to wait till we hang up to say it. I feel like maybe you didn't know that. It, I have to let people in on what happened. When I asked you to come on my podcast, yeah. first you said yes. And then you were like the runaway bride. You sent oh me a message and you God. said, <laughs> literally like Julia Roberts, the runaway bride. Maybe you're too young to remember No, that movie, I know it. And I was you know that movie? First she says yes. Then she's like, um, excuse me. Your podcast is all about wellness and, you know, eating well and like living a yeah. certain way. And I don't do that shit at all. So like, maybe you just come on my yeah. podcast, but maybe I don't come on yours because I don't think you want to I felt so bad. Audience. I was like, oh my God, I don't want her to be disappointed in me. <laughs> but I knew exactly why I was right. bringing you on. And so I have great news for you. You actually can deem yourself. I'm deeming you oh. a mental health expert. Shut up. Because you really are. Ah. You really are. Like, seriously, you give me about 75 minutes of value. Oh, my God. As far as mental health and, you know, all these tips, all of it mixed in with the fact that you were not prepared at all. You didn't no, know I didn't. what well, I was going to ask and that, you. But yeah. I did warn you. I ended up saying, don't worry. I know why I'm bringing but- you <laughs> You can give better advice than me as far You're as not giving a fuck. No, you have great advice, though. Because, yeah, I literally emailed her. And I, I'm like, Ingrid, I drink Diet Coke like two a day. I can't come and fucking talk about that. <laughs> Well, well, you could talk about it now if you'd like. Maybe well, you don't want to. <laughs> what I will tell you is do not put inulin in your Diet Coke. It will not make it healthier. So don't be an inulin asshole. That's what I'll tell you. I will not put it in my Diet Coke, I swear. But I, I know, but you're so sweet for saying that. And I am by no means, like, I, dude, I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, any of that. But no, I, no, it no, means, no. We're not pretending that. Yes, but it means the world. I, it, I really appreciate you saying that. And And I don't consider myself an expert, but I'm going to try to start feeling that way because you've said it. (laughs) Look, I say it to a lot of my followers that I bring on. I do this, like I told you, this superhero segment. And the way that I bring them on, I'm like, you've become your own expert. You're led by your intuition, by your experiences, which God knows in your case, you've had so many. You know, you've gone through therapy. You've learned from therapy. I mean, you're dealing with people that are, you know, scientifically so inclined to teaching you so much and you learn from them. I mean, God knows you pay them right. the time to go through this stuff. Yeah. You, you learn so much. Right. And then you come in here and give a lot of value about it. And that's why I wanted you to come on. Yeah. I said to you, each time I'm not sure that I can give people the right advice, right. which is the case. I, I like to stay in my lane. Right. I don't think I'm placed... I'm in the right position to tell someone to be grateful because my level of gratitude comes from the fact that I scale against and I waited against, you know, my experience right. and what I've been through. And God knows not everybody goes right, through that. Right. Do I, you know, even want anybody to go through that to get to where I am? Right. So I felt like bringing you on was, you know, not that what you're feeling is what you've gone through is any lesser, right. but I feel like it's more adjustable to people's other given situations right. that you would have more palpable, more realistic advice than I can have. Right. And I brought you on as an expert Aww. and I'm happy to say that I was, ah, you're the best. You thank you so much. You're the best. This was so great. Cause you, to me, you are an, ex- I mean, you are an expert in your field, but you're even in mental health. Like I feel like I've learned a lot from you. So I feel like I've just, I hope this episode helps people and benefits people and people enjoy it. I'm sure it will. I love having fun. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Love you already. Love you. I loved having Julie on. I hope you did too. Um, 
you definitely have to go and follow her and listen to the latest episode obviously uh, of her and I that we mentioned so much on today's episode so I am on hashtag no filter the latest episode that is out today actually I should even check out and tell you exactly what episode it was she was not so sure yesterday um, which episode it was I should look it up sorry guys I am doing that right now so hashtag no filter I am on episode um, 34 so it's going to be linked in the show notes um, and you want to go listen to it because she's kind of bringing me on there to talk about the French way of living and you have to realize that Julie is like she can give two fucks about health and wellness that's not what her podcast is about so we we talk about you know also not giving a fuck we talk about getting bullied we talk about getting copied and then she asks me all of the mainstream regular questions that people want to know like how can I be healthy how can I eat like a French person how can I be chic but without counting calories and macros and all of that shit so uh, I think you'll love that episode with her she's an amazing interviewer you might want to listen to my podcast first and then her second because I'm gonna sound like an idiot compared to her she's totally a pro when it comes to interviewing um that being said one last thing I want to share with you um I've been sharing a lot of my reading uh, of the Talmud lately and if you're not following me on Instagram I'm gonna explain really quickly so the Talmud is ancient wisdom it's Jewish ancient wisdom um and I found that so many of the fundamentals of the Talmud um are still applicable today so I read the Talmud three times in my life and I read it at different times in my life and different versions. And I find that today, the way that I read it, my approach and what I need from it is so different that I got different, I got a different takeaway than the two other times. And the two other times, each time I got a different takeaway. Um, but since I've been sharing so many of those passages with you and also writing like little comments on it about my takeaway and how it applies to today, um, a lot of it has to do with health and wellness, which I find amazing. And I love getting all of your feedback about it. I mean, you guys are like loving this. And um, I'm happy that you're loving it because it seems as though I have like epiphanies lately. It seems as though either my parents and my grandparents kind of injected this Talmudic knowledge in me. And so this is what I'm applying and what I'm preaching without even knowing it. Or... I was like a Talmud scholar in another life because a lot of things I talk about you can actually find in the Talmud and unbeknownst to me it's like I am shocked when I read it like oh my god I literally speak about this which is insane um, but you know the Talmud is great because it is something that was even back in the days and we're going back hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, even back in the days, it was used for medical research, for example. So it is said that um, Pasteur, who invented vaccinations and immunizations, may have gotten his ideas from the Talmud, for example, because the Talmud speaks so much of the way to treat um, 
to, to immunize. Um, and apparently one of Pasteur's friends, uh, who was a French rabbi, had translated the Talmud in French and Pasteur, uh, Pasteur got a whiff of it and started reading it. And from it, he deducted that one way of, you know, uh, treating the disease, actually immunize against the disease was with the disease itself. And from that was born vaccines. So they're saying that uh, Pasteur may be the biggest imposter of his times for this reason. Um, there's a lot of uh, proof of this happening, um, but that was just a little anecdote to make you realize how everything that I've been sharing from my readings not only apply to today, but a lot of it has applies to health and wellness, which I think is unbelievable. I mean, it talks about remedies for nosebleeds, you know, remedies for the lungs using the power of spices and vegetables and legumes and garlic for your teeth and yeast and olive oil and salt for, um, you know, bowel movement issues or, you know, what you call IBS today. I mean, it's just incredible. It even talks about uh, the fact that vinegar should not be used because it's bad for liver. So for those of you that always ask me about that craze of having apple cider vinegar in the morning and literally drinking it, and I always said, I feel like you're scorching your esophagus because it burns. Like, I don't think that can be good for you. I don't think it can be good for your liver. And I was researching it. And then I read page 257 of Every Man's Talmud, and I'm going to link, um, I will link the book um, in the show notes. And then here I am finding that vinegar uh, is declared in the Talmud to be used in moderation because it is bad for the liver. So literally don't have it as a drink. You can have it in vinaigrette, for example. And then a lot of the value that people found in vinegar in the first place uh, might do you some good in vinaigrette because you know the, the, it's not a substantial amount of vinegar. But definitely those that drink it in the morning, I totally, you know, was against it. And now that I read it on, you know, the chapter that's called the physical life in the Talmud, I know that I was right. So that's amazing. And for example, that same page talks about anal worms. I know, sorry, disgusting. But it says, take acacia, aloes, and white lead. And so that's so incredible because acacia is actually something that has inulin in it. So a lot of people tell me, what do you think about acacia inulin? Well, I think it can be good, but I don't think it's as potent. I know it has been scientifically proven to not be as potent as uh, the inulin from uh, Jerusalem artichoke roots like our simply inulin or chicory root. Those are more potent types of FOS, so um, fructo-oligosaccharides. Um, but it's in the Talmud. They were talking about inulin in the Talmud and about aloe, which is, you know, it to me, it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. And I know to you guys too, because each time I share it, um, I, I see that so many people are like, I want to read this book. I'm turning the pages as I'm talking to you. I really wanted to share a little bit of that today. So I'm not preaching religion in any way. If you've heard my story at all, you know that I am not religious and I used to be. And that is one of the reasons why I kind of 
totally wanted to bring my kids out of a life in New York because their biological father was has had become a very religious Jew and it was not a happy life for us so I'm not sure I'm not I'm Jewish I'm very happy to be Jewish very proud to be Jewish I should say and I'm very traditional you could you could see too and and very um true to my parents roots and to my roots but I I don't like religion uh, and I no longer practice the religion, but I am very much into the wisdom of it and doing good and being a good person much more than being religious. Um, I wanted to share something with you guys about the Talmud and animals. Let me find the passage again. I should be more prepared, I feel. Actually, I won't share the one about the animals, even though it's a good one. I prefer to share the one uh, which is this chapter 6 of this book, which is about social life. And I highlighted it and I posted it a few days ago, but I'll reread it again. Um, and I'll explain why I like that one. It says, if I am not for myself, who will be for me? And being for myself, what am I? I love that. And it also says, in the first place, a man must be self-reliant and avo avoid dependence on others. Now, I love this and I think it's totally befitted into today's episode because even with Julie, we're speaking so much about being intuitive, following your intuition, even when it comes to your life and not giving a fuck about certain things. And so I want to go back to the fact that being intuitive with your health, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your body health, whether it's your mental health, your physical health. Um, it's so important that you rely on your intuition rather than gurus, rather than, you know, people that you trust or you think you trust, rather than what's popular out there, or who's popular out there. And I speak about this so much all the time. I say, be your own guru, be your own expert, be intuitive before anything else. And it's working wonders for so many of them. People are feeling empowered, finally. I get these incredible messages from women saying, I've been following this person and that person. I've been paying this person for advice. And they've been taking me away more and more from my intuition. Um, but I don't necessarily blame the guru. I think I blame you more than anything. Uh, for not realizing that you have a special power that's intuition and so when I read in um, you know the, this chapter which is called social life so it talks about you know how to behave in you know society and how to avoid social dependency um, I think that it is so befitted into this episode and the one that I recorded with Julie for her podcast because Saying, you know, if I am not for myself, who will be for me is something that we should ask ourselves every day. Like, are you being good for you to yourself first? Before wondering, before asking someone, should I eat this, not that? Should I work out this way and not this way? You know, it's like, you know best. You know best. So why being intuitive with health is so important? That's because you are the best person to care for yourself. So always ask yourself if I am not for myself who will be for me and at that point the conclusions that you draw going into your day whether you're wondering about what you should be eating whether you're you're actually stressing out about what you should be eating or you're stressing out about the fact that you're traveling and you forgot you're in your lane or you know 
you know I hate that feeling. I hate when people tell me, oh my God, I'm, I've run out of inulin, what should I do? Um, well, you should fucking eat artichokes or string beans. You know, there's fiber in food. There's actually inulin in onions and in garlic. So, you know, why are you panicking? It's like all at your fingertips. But the fact that you can rely on ancient wisdom with just this sentence, which makes so much sense today. So I'm going to leave you with that food for thought. And it's good food for thought. And no, we're not counting calories on that food for thought. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? You are your own expert. So everything that we discussed today with Julie and on her episode, I think comes full circle when um, I share a little bit of my findings and uh, my, my reading of Every Man's Talmud. I hope you find this valuable. I know it's a little bit different. It parts a little bit more from what we usually talk about. Um, but I absolutely love bringing that aspect um, of your questions into my podcast. I get the question all the time. My latest post with smoking the cigar, I wrote it because I knew each time I post a picture of myself smoking a cigar, I will get someone going and you pretend to be a health expert or a wellness expert. Um, I am not certified in being, you know, pure or not certified in not drinking or I'm not certified in any fucking thing. I'm not pretending to be anyone but who I am. And so, yeah, I smoke a cigar and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about it. Uh, that's the bottom line. So, um, I hope that except for this latest trend, you find a lot of goodness in all of this. I think that bringing Julian brought us so much value, so much wisdom. Uh, I really love the fact that she, she went all out and shared her downfalls as well. And I, I think that makes her extremely relatable. And today in 2019, that's what we all want. And I was able to relate to her. Um, she made me wonder a few things about my previous relationship. She made me wonder so much about not playing victim. I love that we got to speak about all that. Please share your thoughts with us. You can go on my latest post on Instagram um, and comment and tag her and encourage her as well. Uh, I am going to put all of her handles on the show notes so you can go follow her on Instagram. Um, she's fantastic. She's, she interacts with everyone. She doesn't give a fuck, but she is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I really love her. I really got to know her a little bit more. And the um, connection was just so quick. Um, and I'm amazed by it. I'm not afraid of it. So that's the cool part. On this note, I want a fucking peacock. So if you guys can, you should also go and tag Shil. We're going to put his Instagram handle on the show notes. Um, his name on Instagram is at jillkenny69. And you need to let him know that he needs to get me two fucking peacocks because I want them. Um, and if you have not followed my adventures in Morocco, you're probably wondering what I'm talking about. I will uh, put a highlight on my Instagram little bubbles under my biography of my trip uh, to Morocco which also shows where we get our spice 
simply the best has el hanout which translates to the head in the shop the best in the shop from uh, in marrakesh we went to, to our supplier we showed how he grinds it and how he makes it um you will see how uh i ate some very very traditional uh, dishes that my grandmother used to make when I was small. You will see the peacocks all over our Riyadh where we stayed um, and so much more. So um, I hope that you followed those adventures because they were fun and they kind of made up for the fact that I skipped one week podcasting. Speaking of the spice, you can get my e-cookbook where I have some of my Moroccan specialties that I learned from my mother and my grandmother, but that I upgraded to a Mediterranean version, a more um, a version more of our days of today, let's say. Um, and in the e-cookbook, I talk about fatty acids and how you should not be afraid of consuming olive oil a certain way like the French do and never get fat from it and how you should consume eggs and the whole eggs and not be afraid of them because they're great for hormonal balance. Uh, and I explain all of that in the e-cookbook as well. So it's kind of like a little bit of wisdom um, of French etiquette and uh, wisdom when it comes to eating, you know, for goodness rather than diet. So eating for health rather than eating to lose weight, which has become something that is so important to distinguish uh, between. And the eco book does that for you. It, it kind of, you know, gives you all of these incredible meals that you can make for your family in 20, 30 minutes with a little bit of an oriental touch of a moroccan touch and a lot of french flair uh, this my truffle vinaigrette on there as well since everybody's always asking and my sexy string beans à l'étouffée um, the e-cookbook does that and does come with a vial a long uh, a big vial of um, of uh, simply the best hassel hanout spice uh, straight from morocco we're working on sourcing more of the Moroccan uh, wonders that you saw me bringing back. So for all of those of you that asked about the amber and the rose oil for the face, we're actually working into bringing very soon a lifestyle section to our Sipli Gangster Chic's shop. Um, and I promise you this is not just advertising. It's kind of like looping you into, you know, what, what we're coming up with, what, what's happening and... Um, was I just stuttering? Oh, I guess I'm tired. Sorry about that, guys. Um, anyways, if you want to work out with me, you can do so on the virtual platform and we're going to link that in the show notes as well. Um, uh, you can find the Simply the Best e-cookbook with the spies also in the show notes. Um, you can go onto the virtual platform page and on that page, so you no longer need to subscribe to get the free flash workouts on the bottom of the virtual platform page, um, which is virtual.themethodmt.com linked in the show notes. Um, you can find also the free flash workouts. So you don't need to be a subscriber to anything, not even the newsletter to have access to those. You can also work out all you need is a towel. I always explain it on every podcast. So um, I know if you keep on listening, it must be annoying to hear it again. By now, you're probably shutting down the podcast saying, okay, I know what else she's going to say. Um, but you might want to just stay tuned for at least the end. Maybe I should start teaching you a French word each time I kind of say goodbye. So it will push you to like stay tuned till the end. Um, is that a good idea? Let me know.
Um, what else can I tell you? Simply in your linens in the shop, our Beverly Hills Hotel limited edition is still on. We have very limited stock left uh, and it will hit the shop um, there in another week and a half or two weeks, something like that. So uh, if you're visiting, maybe you can grab one. They will have a very limited quantity and then we will discontinue it. Um, and we have another special edition coming after that, which I'm sure you'll be so, so excited about. Hint, hint, it's pink. Um, what else? Well, I think that's it. So that's it for me today. Please send me your feedback. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I will talk to you all next week. In the meantime, I wish you un très bon weekend. Have a good weekend. Bisous, bisous from Monaco.